Hey everyone, and welcome to our 18th ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. I am your host, Squiggy, and I am joined, as usual, by Salezo and Laura. Hello, you two fantastic people. Hey, whoop, whoop. How are you both on this lovely, festive Tuesday? I think I'm getting a cold. It's the Christmas cold. Nothing says Christmas like a cold. Uh, the, the good old Christmas Rona. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's generally just a cold. Damn you. <laughs> uh. I can't believe it's so close to Christmas. Literally, like, well, depending when you li- listen to this podcast, only a couple of days to go until the big day. I won't lie to you. I've not done any of the shopping. feels like it's come out of nowhere. It feels like we're months away, not days away, but. Yeah, I've done I've done barely any shopping as well. I've probably bought more stuff for me than I have for other people. I'm not shocked by that. No, I don't it, think anyone yeah, is, to be honest. I've, I've done no Christmas shopping yet. So. But Christmas is a good time to play games. So we may as well start with what we've been playing over the past couple of weeks. Um, Slezo, do you want to take us away? Oh, you want to open with me? Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're giving you the chance. We'll give Laura the chance last time and look how well that went. It went well? It was, yeah. I feel like it, I feel like it went well. It went well, but then she was, like, shocked, so I thought we'd just go back to normal. Back to the status quo. Okay, but putting the woman down, got it. Go on, Laura, you can go first. <laughs> no, no, Slazo, please. <laughs> I want Slazo to go first. Oh, I... thank you, Laura. You're a saint. Thank you. Unlike Squiggy. Oh, yeah. no, no one wants Squiggy to go first. No, we don't. So, Where's I've all been this playing... Cheer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got a whole bunch of games now that the Xbox Series X is out. So um, we'll start off with the ones that aren't on there. Uh, Full Guys Season 2, I've been getting back into that because I've got to get my grind on with only a few weeks uh, as we record left to get my max season rank. Uh, they've introduced uh, the remixes to a load of the uh, old and new stages now and the own, not only fans, I keep saying only fans, it's not only fans, that was the <laughs> joke name. Big fans. Uh, big fans is actually kind of a fun, I don't know why it's been added in the medieval season, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You're essentially just jumping across fan-shaped platforms, but it works really well, and people are really bad at platforming. So it's quite easy at the moment, if you're not bad at platforming, to uh, just jump ahead and be in like, the first couple of people who make it. So uh, I'm enjoying it, because that's the type of game I'm good at in Fall Guys. And it's actually come up a fair lot, compared to some of the other new ones, so it's it's been good fun. Uh, some of the remixes have been cool as well. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it might be High Road or something. The, thanks, Laura. The stage Sorry. where there's there's like five rolling, like a rolling pin style thing that you have to stay on top of. Now they've added a couple of remixes. One where fruit gets shot at you constantly, which keeps you on your toes. And I have been bounced off by them once, <laughs> which is fun. And also then there's one where there's just three of them, which suddenly becomes so much more hectic when there's so much less space, but the same amount of players. Then again, some of the other remixes are a bit, maybe not quite as good. Um, Perfect Match has a remix. So originally, that whole point of that stage is there's like 16 platforms. They flash up with various fruit symbols, and then you have to jump on a specific fruit one, and they get a little bit harder and a little bit harder. Except most people could, would either just follow the crowd or could easily figure it out. So like 90% of people would always get through. Uh, the remix adds a spinning bar in the middle that speeds up and speeds up. So uh, it went from 90% of people going through to 90% of people being eliminated. I literally did one where 40 people started, and I was one of three who survived. So it was like, that one's gone, that's a bit, you've gone a bit too far the other way on that one now. That's a bit too too hard for people. But uh, th- th- I'm, I'm enjoying it, and it's easier to get to level 40 this time in this season. They've reduced the XP requirement, so uh, it's, it's a little bit less of a grind. But uh, still, still got to do the grind, so still working on that. Uh, Crown Tundra, I'm still playing through that. Pretty much the same as it was the last couple of times when I've talked about it. Still doing Dynamax Ventures to get Legendary Note question mark. Uh, Yvettel is weirdly hard. I don't know why, but he's knocked me out like five or six times in a row, and it's very annoying. But I will catch that damn Gen 6 Legendary yet. Uh, I've also played a bit more Among Us, which again is same old, same old. Among Us is good fun. They've, I think they've updated it now with like the colorblind stuff since last time we talked, so like wirings have more clearly defined symbols and stuff do i have fun like there was one at the game at the end of the last session i was on where the guy vented in front of me and his kill call and wasn't done so he just stood in front of me and was like oh no <laughs> as we as i sprinted to the button and he sprinted to try and cut me off which was a uh, good fun so I, yeah among us is always a laugh but uh, so that's those games but as i mentioned i also have an xbox series x now 
So, like a smart person, I went on Game Pass, I downloaded a whole boatload of indies because they'll only take like a few minutes to download compared to Gears Tactics and other fat, like Sea of Thieves and other big, giant, fat games. Are you saying something, Laura? No, I was not. <laughs> so, here we go. I played these for about, like, I slazered all of them. So I played them for about 20 minutes or so each and they were moving on because that's the whole point of Game Pass. Just, I'm, I was just... I had the day off, so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to play as many games as I can. So, Bridge Constructor Portal. It's like Bridge Constructor Games, but with Portal theming. It's a bit weird having GLaDOS, the actual GLaDOS voice, just weirdly narrate and um, exposit game mechanics at you. So it doesn't quite have the same snappy writing that Portal does, to say the least. And there are times where I swear they've just lifted bits from Portal. So at first I thought they were just using recordings from Portal, but no, there's actual new dialogue in there. Anyway, if you like Bridge Constructor Games, it's a fun little puzzler. I'll get back to it at some point. Carrion is a Metrovania-style game where you are in giant cannibalistic mass of tentacles that eats people and throws them around and eats people to get bigger. It's okay, but relatively simple. Like, nothing's really posed me a threat. The hardest challenge is how do I press this switch to open this door? And generally, you just smash around and break some doors until it's like, oh, there we go, done. Oh no, this guy's shooting at me. Om, um, I've hit him and killed him. So uh, yeah, no, nothing really changing in that one so far. Carto uh, is a neat little puzzle, the weird kind of puzzle map-based game where you're a kid who has a map, magic map, where you essentially place the pieces of land and then you very quickly have to start placing them in specific combos, but you also have to place them so edges kind of align. You can't have like a sea edge overlining with a land edge. You have to have it in a land-to-land or a certain shape of land, like a jigsaw. But uh, yeah, it's good fun because as you go on, you get more pieces with more different environments. So now you've got some forests, now you've got some like ponds and lakes, and you have to put them together in specific ways because people are like, oh yeah, I think I saw him going into like the largest forest. So you have to build the largest forest you can, and then people are like, oh yeah, it's a, we need some dirt for this tree. It's at the place where like this lake and the forest and the land and the sea all intersect, and so you have to try and frantically reshuffle the pieces to get the correct outcome to get the thing you need which is a, a lot of fun although it can be a bit annoying at times because uh you can't put them back into your sack of pieces as well as far as i could tell so essentially if you want to get a piece out of the way so you can start rebuilding you have to like pick it up drag it like five blocks out into the middle of nowhere so you can start fiddling around with things but uh no again i'm enjoying that one the gardens between is a time traveling sort of puzzle game where everyone's kind of like on a pathway of predefined uh, how to fucking describe it everyone's on kind of like a predefined path so if you hold left you go backwards in time if you hold right you go forwards in time to an ending and you have to basically pick up and do things that are out of the timeline that to affect them to like get an energy ball of light to the finish it's that's a terrible explanation but that's essentially what it is it's a neat little puzzler but because it's kind of very limited in what it can do mechanically when everyone's on the same well, your characters will always go from A to B in a specific way, and you're just influencing the events on that way. It's it's not that complicated, I found. It was relatively simple, the puzzles I played. But uh, it's, it's a nice, relaxing game. And uh, it has some neat little storytelling beats of what the past of these two kids is, as you go back and forth in time. Uh, it Can Fell. It's a RPG. It's a it's a JRPG-esque indie game where uh, it has sort of Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga-esque combat, except everyone's on the grid as well. So there's like a uh, placement, like uh, this guy and stuff like that as well. It's fun. It's neat. I honestly didn't do a huge amount of it outside of like the prologue. I do want to get back to it at some point and play some more. It's very pixel arty, which kind of, I'm always a little bit worried by because it there's so many games with just cheap pixel art these days. But uh, I, it, it was fun enough for my play. But I worry if it will ever get. When I've seen game trailers, I haven't been too wowed by it, so I don't know if it'll pick up later on. But uh, definitely worth checking out if you like that kind of game. Speaking of RPGs, <laughs> I'm going to be going here for a while. Morning. Indivisible. Uh, it's a very pretty, not pixel art uh, RPG style thing. Uh, I think it's by the same team who did Skullgirls, if I remember correctly. So there's a lot of lush animations and character designs. Uh, the story is fairly... You've seen it all before. A girl fights with her dad, and then her the village gets burned down, and her dad gets killed, and she has secret powers, and all oh, the magical destiny awaits. Never heard that one before. 
but uh, it's kind of fun. It does throw you right in, so you will have a minute of like, wait, how does how does the combat in this work? Because essentially, you'll have four party members, each defined by like A, B, X, and Y, which you use to do their actions and their defenses. It's yeah, it's it's good fun, but uh, again, need to play a lot more of that. Knights and Bikes is by ah oh, shit, what's this? Double fine. It's by those guys. I believe it was a game that they made in like an indie game jam style thing. So it has their weird and wacky sense of humor. Everyone looks like they're made out of like paper craft materials. Uh, so kind of like a more a more realistic paper Mario, I guess, in some ways. But the gameplay is kind of I don't really know what to make of it. It's very kind of like point and click adventure in some ways, except there's no puzzle element to it really so far. It's like you have to get around or figure out where to go and you just walk around it so i don't know it'll probably pick up in a bit again i didn't play a huge amount of these uh the humor is kind of nice though it has that very british sense of humor to it so uh worth checking out it's got a lot more style and a personality than a lot of the games i've played lonely mountains downhill it's trials but in 3d going down the hill there you go i it's it's fun it the levels are a lot longer than i thought so they go on for a while so it's probably one where you spend a while trying to figure it out and then mastering it later on so by the end of it, you'll be going, ah, just jumping straight from the top to the bottom. But uh, yeah, hey, if you like Trials, worth checking out. Outer Wilds is the well-renowned puzzly kind of game where you're in like a little solar system thing and you're exploring it to unravel mysteries and such. I got heavily... No, okay, no. I had fun when I was on the like starting planet, just going around talking to people and having a laugh at the weirdness of it all and hallucinogenic statues and uh, just trying to find people in hide and seek and getting used to those mechanics it was kind of like oh this is a nice little 3d thing i can see why people enjoy this and then i went to space and got horribly horribly lost uh started exploring like my spaceship went completely out of control started exploring the first planet fell into a black hole turns out the game had planned for that as you go through a white hole i was now 50 50 000 kilometers away from my ship and i was like i'm never getting back and sure enough, I never got back. So yeah, it's a bit overwhelming as soon as you set out into space. Uh, so yeah, one, it's it's fun. I would like to get back to it, but I think I'll have to, that's one you have to like take slowly and really be careful that you don't fall off a cliff, as it were, at the start, because you will just spend then the next two hours just trying to get back to where you were more than anything. So hey, it's it's nice that you've got to like unravel the mysteries of the world and translate the alien language and figure out what these artifacts do and how they work and interact. But it you get thrown in at the deep end the moment you get separated from your ship. Uh, Scourgebringer, it's a roguelite with 2D vertical combat. So if you've played stuff like Binding of Isaac or bloody Dead Cells or stuff like that, the combat is very fun and very satisfying. I actually played this on the Switch demo originally and really enjoyed it, so I was happy to see it was on Game Pass. It's a very, it's kind of tough though, definitely. Like It's very fast-paced. You don't get a lot of rewards like you would in, say, Bunny of Isaac for clearing a room. It's essentially just, you're at peace now, and maybe you'll get something, but it's rarely anything, and you rarely get health or anything. But it's it's good. For, the combat is very satisfying, and it's certainly a game I would like to master. I just worry whether it rewards your time as much as it should or rewards your mini successes. It has like a, a, like a meta game tree thing as well where you can build up skills, but you'll spend so much time trying to get the like resources you need to do that, that, again, it never really feels like you're making a lot of progress on that first. But again, it's, it's one I do want to try more of, but I haven't had a chance yet. Almost done. Wonder Song is a <laughs> 2D platforming game involving music where the right stick makes you hub a note and there's eight different notes and you solve all your problems with music. You get rid of ghosts by dancing to a funky beat or you go speak to the goddess's messenger envoy by doing a longer funky beat and the goddess is like i've had enough of this reality now i'm just going to remake it so you're on a quest as the bard to, to prove that nah life's all right don't need to reset the universe uh, a lot of charm to it a lot of fun nice color palette i really like it reminds me a little bit of hue in some gods but with music instead of colors and last but not least tetris effect connected it's tetris so it's bloody brilliant if you play tetris effect you already know that this is great a visual tour de force that can get a bit overwhelming at times as you try and figure out where the blank spaces in your Tetris grid are. But it is the most fun I've had playing Tetris since the DS version, so I'm down for it. I haven't had a chance to do any of the new multiplayer stuff yet. I'm still making money for the single-player campaign. But uh, it's it's Tetris. You know Tetris. Tetris is good. Games are good. Play more games. 
the end. I don't think we can any play as many games as you play. Honestly, that was like I think he like read out my entire games library. Like, <laughs> that that is that is the Game Pass library. Games. Yeah, I mean, my God, you have you listed more games than the games that are on my shelf now. That's the <laughs> level of games that you said. So, Laura, can you top that? Well, no, because I don't even have access to that. How anymore. how do you follow that, Laura? I'm glad you're I'm, going next. You know what? I will follow it and and say that I got a platinum trophy. So. <laughs> It's shiny. Um, and... I still haven't done that this year. I tried to get a platinum every year and I've still not done it. And it's weighing on me again. Wow. Lizzo, you've got a week. And with all those I, games... as, of this po- as of this podcast, yeah. But, I mean, I, I did know... it I did it on like the last few days last year when I beat oh, well. Ryan. But, uh... You got loads of well, time then. <laughs> you know what game you can do? Because I did it all in under a week. Lego Move 2, baby. No? Not I mean, yeah, else. I've platinum Lego games before. They're usually yeah. pretty easy platinum. Uh, this is probably, in terms of like, so obviously majority of trophies with this game is your story mode. And I've never played such a short Lego story mode. I, I've, It's so short that they cut so much from the actual, because obviously it's just the plot of the movie, number two, which I haven't seen. I've got a rough idea what happens based on this game, but they must cut out so much because some of the context was like, this happens now. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't think this. Uh, there must have been a bit in between in the film because otherwise, what? <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, uh, more Lego fun. To be fair, I'm gonna be really nice and say I actually enjoyed playing it. Aside from the platinum trophy, for the sole reason they actually made an effort with the build mechanics. So you've both played Lego games, haven't you? A long time ago. On the Vita. Wow, awesome. <laughs> tough crowd. Um, but you need right. Basically, in the Lego Movie, the first one, when you basically you basically to do like build quests and stuff, you smash something up and then you just rebuild it into the shape you want. So it's like press B, then press A. With Lego Movie Two, they've actually gone. Oh no, you get out like an instruction book. You select it. You have to have the right number and color of bricks. So you have to go around and find the right color to break up the obstacles to get them. And it's way more like there's a whole like art, not art to it, but a whole there's an actual some effort has gone into it which makes it a much more gamey game and also you get all these different tools like um paint wand metal beers metal beard is that his name in the movies both of you probably haven't seen it no metal beard Uh, i've I've not seen it since it was in cinemas okay i think it's metal beard basically he's just a head in number two and you throw his head on things and he that head becomes like a um button for a lever so basically anything that needs a lever you throw his head at it's quite satisfying to be honest um (laughs) Um, uh, what else? There's some of the stuff like oh, I'm trying to think. Other tools, they're like the main ones you use. Oh, and there's like a welder tool where it's like um so you basically lift up like uh cut holes and stuff, and then there's like a teleportation stick where you sort of levitate things like your Harry Potter. Which I'm wondering now, they should have just called it a wand, I would have understood more what was going on. But um yeah, so I played Lego, got another platinum, because you know, I'm all about them platinum trophies now. And you know, with the whole other console we're going into new generation, I've decided the, can I call it the current generation now? Can I call it? There's, there's an overlap period, so it'll still be next yeah. gen. For okay, bit. well, I'm going to call it the next current, gen. Current next gen. Okay, I'm going to be more aware and try to complete more games. That's what my new thing is, because I haven't been playing this, because it's not a game, but I have been sorting out my games and clearing out the ones I'll never play again and eBaying them for funds and stuff. And I've decided that if I actually got my finger out and actually focused on playing games one by one, I probably would have a more conservative time and actually end up buying newer games. Because I'd be like, I finished that and sold it and I'll get money for the next one. I've realised that now. It took me a while. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and actually finish my games, guys. I know this is a foreign concept to you both. What up? Before buying other ones. Hence why that's what led me to do Platinum Lego. I think aside from Lego, I've played FIFA because, you know, FIFA is life, FIFA is love. Um, and I'm in Division 4 now, which Slazy won't understand, but Squiggy might. <laughs> what you a big deal is. I mean, a big deal for me, because I, I started in, I was ended up going all the way down to 6, for God's sake. What? But I went down to 6. Wow. It was a bad time for me, Squiggy. It was a bad time. I can imagine. It was. All, all I know about the Divisions is that people didn't want to be in Division 1 because the rewards aren't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the rewards in Division 4 and 5 are actually some of the best, I think. Yeah, basically, they give you loads of awards for being it and getting your wins and stuff and all that. But really, you, ideally, even though the award system is a bit balked, you want to be number one because number one means you're like, you know, top tier, top yeah. tier player. So That's the, what I'm the, in for. Yeah, the lower the number, the worse you are. Hence why I didn't want to be in six because I was 
ashamed. I should be yeah. higher than six. But now I'm, I'm in four. Three now, I think. Yeah. I mean, they're in three or four. I'm not sure which one. Well, I'm now in four, so I'm quite proud of that because that is quite a decent thing for me. But I am still just spending all my time in Ultimate Team, so I do feel a bit dirty because <laughs> it's Ultimate Team. But I enjoy Ultimate Team. I don't put any money into it, so I feel like it's like the it's like taking the moral high ground while also sort of not. But um, I got I got loads of in-game coins, and I bought it in um, Team of the Week. Um, I don't know when he was in Team of the Week. I have a feeling it's when he played Fulham, which is fantastic because he was a dick in that game. Anyway, not the point. I bought a Lucas Fabianski goalie, so I feel quite. Pr- I'm trying to build some, you know, get some Team of the Week Premier League cards, which shows how much I've been playing this Ultimate Team this year. Which is a nice change pace. You know what I just said about selling games, you know, and all that stuff. Getting value out of games by actually playing them. Don't think I got any real value out of FIFA 20 because I didn't play it enough. But FIFA 21, I've already put in enough hours to justify paying for it and enough hours to justify that I probably should play something else. Yes. So are you going to get the platinum in this one? <laughs> no. Ooh. Yeah, to get the platinum, I need to have played 200 games of multiple team with one player in my team. Which I think is doable because I've recently had Metza Erzul because I have a soft spot for him and, you know, I don't if know you, why. But... If you settle on a team, it's pretty easy. Like, two yeah. of my midfielders made the 50th Yeah, games. that's what I've gained. Ozil just did 50th for me. I've only really just set... I don't... This is, like, the first time in ages I've started to settle on my team, but I'm always looking to improve it. Squiggy's probably the set. I might create two teams and three teams or, like, yeah. I'll work on... Because I, I did start with an all-English Premier League, but now I'm thinking I might just do an English team with the players i got and sort of move into a more, like, Premier League best, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So do that, and then I might do a La League... No, not a La League one. I was going to do a Bundesliga one because they have... That league is, like, stacked with talent. Fire. Yeah, stacked with yeah, talent. So, so I might do a Bundesliga one. But yeah, basically, I'm, I'm, at this moment, I'm just focused on teams. Get like, trophies. I mean, are they doable? Uh, um, I think I think the, the other stuff would involve me playing like Alter. So I could. I'm aware I could. Them, but a part of me is also like I have to play the modes. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know if I can go back to play another chance because you know, even with garbage. Given my game attack, which I'm gonna say, I think it's garbage. So, um, yeah, but that's what I FIFA and Lego because, you know, hardcore gamer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. It'll be better, like, next time we play, I'm pretty sure I will be smashing out the park because now I've got it all organized and all my game priorities in order. And the fact we're on the season where, you know, Santa comes and gives me gifts because Santa's real. Sure that's listening. Bit weird that you're listening to him, but Santa's real. But as well previously. So Yeah. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah, I know. Sorry, children. That's Stan... fucking real. <laughs> I don't even know where that. But yes, I'm gonna be playing better games. It's a good thing. I'm gonna be such a good person. I'm gonna be checking out I'm got I've got I've got new goals, new ambitions. Yeah. Woo! Let's go. Someone is so funny. You know what? Someone's <laughs> find me WWE Battleground. I'm saying Eat this out of downhill first. <laughs> Like I said, I may have put out a previous week going Mickey James Woo. But someone messaged me prior to Christmas to be like, oh, you haven't got it yet, have you? And the word yet in the message, I've just realised, was a big clue. I've just sort of had an opinion. Oh no. Squeaky, please tell me what you've been playing. If you say WWE Battlegrounds, then the message was from you. So yeah, I've been testing it out just before I pass it on to you. <laughs> uh, no, I've been playing, obviously, FIFA, like you've said, I'm not really going to throw much more into that. I played Weekend League. The standard of Weekend League is very good. Um, I got the A2 in my first game. And it got better. It got better. But yeah, Weekend League's like, you've got to earn points over the division rival seasons to qualify for it. And literally, if you watch if you watch any FIFA YouTubers on like during the weekend, it's all they're playing. And you'll come up against teams with like the best players in them. So you've kind of, well, yeah, it's good. They're good. You've kind of got to play it a little bit more. You've just got to be better, basically. And uh I sort of after the first couple of games I got absolutely blown away and then I became a better a better player after that. So that's that's FIFA. Um like Slazo, Xbox Game Pass, I did not download as half as many games as Slazo. Um I play Tetris, which Slazo's already described as Tetris. Um I also downloaded Banjo kazooie which I actually started probably back on the 360. Um and never finished it. I had it on the N64 and never finished it. And currently I now have it on the Xbox Series X and I haven't finished it. So that's that. Um, I had Forza 
download set of download and I just downloaded it overnight one night. So I played a bit more of that. Which one? Um, uh, Horizon Four. Okay. Yeah, so I hadn't really got very far um, on the Xbox One, so played a little bit more of that. I'm now into Winter, and it looks amazing. Like I remember it looking really good on the Xbox One, but on Series X, it just looks it looks even better. I think. You're not out of the tutorial, okay? No, I know I'm still in the tutorial <laughs> part. I've got to get out the Winter. <laughs> I know I'm still in the tutorial, but I'm just taking it slowly. I'm, I'm literally just driving around. It was slaves who asking it like there was any doubt, which made me laugh. <laughs> just the realization. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I know I'm this, I feel I had this realization with Laura as well at some point when I was like, I've done that. And I'm like, you're in a thick season, Laura. No, you yeah. have. Yeah, no, I, I, knew, I knew it was tutorial, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that. And then Warzone got an update to 120 FPS. And obviously, 4k high-res textures so i've been playing a bit of that and that is it is a game changer because i've been playing it on pc and i've got a 144 hertz monitor so i've been playing higher frame rates on pc anyway but playing it on the series x like downstairs in my living room with my 55 inch tv has been amazing so that's been like it's been completely different to playing it on the xbox one or the ps4 and stuff like that so that's been yeah it's been fun i've enjoyed that and to be honest that's all I've really been playing. I've not played loads. I've spent more time probably downloading games. I did check my download usage on my Xbox because obviously it's connected to my to my router and I can check the usage on it. Um, after the first weekend of owning the Series X, I downloaded three terabytes worth of data to it. Don't ask how. I don't really know. And considering I only have one te- a ter- the terabyte hard drive and a terabyte portable hard drive, I don't know where three terabytes came from. But let's just go. Oh, uh, that's that's data transfer from plane online. Yeah, I forgot about that actually. But yeah, three terabytes in well in the first weekend of the series X being out, which I think is pretty impressive. I hate to check it now; it's probably going to be like nine terabytes. I mean, there were something. there were reports that we've had an all time usage spike in the UK from uh, from people with their Xboxes and their Call of Duties. That yeah, like, that's just me, that's just me downloading it twice by accident. Let's <laughs> not. Talk hey, you about joke. That. that was that was a story. The, the whole uh, way down to the PS4 and the PS5. No, that's a PS story. Ignore that. Not an yeah. Xbox. One. No. So, uh, but I'm on mine. It downloaded. So what I found was that if you had games on the on the portable on like your portable hard drive or whatever, it would download the patch for them, but onto the hard drive. But then it wouldn't work properly, so it had to download the patch to the um to the actual console itself. So I ended up deleting all the games that I copied over to transfer across and re-downloading them all again, <laughs> which is why it took so long. So that was a bit, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare. But moving away from that, so that is what we've been playing um, over the past few weeks. So let's go straight to on this day. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, the day we come out, this is the 22nd of December. Thank you for spending your pre-Christmas with us. Um, if it was me, I'd be playing all the games before Christmas. But thank you for listening anyway. So the 22nd wow. of December. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're honoured you would choose to spend part of your Christmas with us. But I yeah. am judging you for listening, you nerds. But Hashtag we're very TV. happy you are. No, we are very appreciative that you are spending time with us at the Lagging Behind podcast on the 22nd of December. Or the 23rd, 24th, 25th? No. No, no. no. If you're listening to this on the 24th, then you should be listening to the new Trash Manga Friends episode. That's Damn, right. Son. We're doing Please. Christmas Eve. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Squiggy's selling out the podcast in one way. You're selling it over for another. Am I? Um, uh, joke, jokes on Slayer now. We're now launching on the 24th of December. <laughs> All right. Yeah, don't that. listen to this then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So anyway, on the 22nd of December, it was a it was a good uh, it was a good date if you're a Metal Gear Solid fan in Japan. <laughs> I can tell you that one. <laughs> so really, Metal Gear. Yeah. yeah. How does this again, keep happening? I, I don't know. It just happens. Just happens. So um. Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence um, arrived on the PS2 in 2005. So that is the upgraded version of Metal Gear Solid 3. Squiggy, tell me the difference between Snake Eater and Subsistence. So Subsistence contained a lot of extras such as... Oh, what the, what's the name of the people? What they're called? No? Ape Escape. It was an Ape Escape game mode. I couldn't remember the name of the people there. It also contained the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 and... I think that was all um, to play as well. Wow. Yeah. So not really an upgrade, though. No, and it also had um, Metal Gear Online. It was the first time Metal Gear Online. Oh, okay. Appeared, and I remember playing it, and it wasn't that good. Wait, that's on PS2, right? Yes. 
Oh, PS2 Online, damn. Yes, I remember that. Um, so yeah, so that was 2005. 1987, the original Metal Gear came out on the NES. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck, yeah. no. I'm going to assume that there was a reason for Metal Gear Solid 3 coming out that on the same day. I'm assuming there was a reason behind that, obviously. Um, yeah, so really we have this segment. <laughs> I'm not really going to throw anything else in about that. It's, Metal, it's the original Metal Gear. Um, What's your favourite the- part about the original Metal Gear, Squiggy? Um, the fact that I didn't have a NES to play it on and I couldn't be bothered to play it on the subsistence edition. So that's my favourite part of that. What about in the Legacy Collection? Absolutely not played in the Legacy Collection. The Legacy Collection was subsistence. You call so that's yourself... What it was in. Yeah, but it was also a separate download. That you was, call that was yourself... Metal Gear no, no, you could download Metal Gear. No, no, you no, you couldn't. Call yourself... yeah. You call no. yourself a... <laughs> you call no. yourself a Metal Gear fan. Just a disappointment. Just, I am a disappointment. I am a what I love about that is the argument between you can download it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brah. Yeah. Yeah, brah. No, brah. You haven't played that. Acid, so, you know. What's the I have played brah. Acid. You've not even tried to get into Acid. So exactly, but I have played it. I've just realised what I've just said. Let's move on. <laughs> Hello, kids. Uh, that is still real. Kids. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... um. So the last game is Resident Evil 3 Nemesis came out on the Dreamcast in 2000. Um, Dreamcast? Um... Yeah, I have not played um, Resident Evil 3. Have any of you played it? I know there's a, obviously an updated version out now. Um, which one's Resident Evil 3? It's the <laughs> third one. Nemesis. The Resident Evil games. It's the one that. that came out, they did the remake of this year where you're running around McCoon City as um, oh. Jill Redfield. Okay, yeah. Yes. I played the demo of it that, that came out this I year. So I haven't it, played yeah. this. Yeah, I think it. I think it, the demo came out around my birthday because I had someone uh, watch me. That sounds weird. I had someone watch me play it on my birthday. That I was, was your playing... birthday present. Here's this free demo. <laughs> yeah, I played the demo, and they, they and the other person was really scared and banged their head on the wall. Best bit of the game, and I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Messi free isn't really even that scary <laughs> comparatively. <laughs> I know that's what made it funnier. That's what made it funnier, to be honest. If you if you're gonna bang your head on the wall, you know, do it for a scary, scary, spooky, spooky game. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> carry on. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Obviously, being so close to Christmas, not really much um, came out around about that time. So we'll move on to the good, the bad, and the weird. And Laura has something that she's going to introduce, as I have put in my podcast notes. The good, the bad, and the weird. And you know what we're doing, guys, because it's near Christmas and Squiggy was like, I don't know what to talk about this Christmas podcast. I was like, hand it over to me. Let's talk about Christmas. The newly crowned Christmas queen. What up? And I'm going to talk about Christmas content in games because I really like getting festive with video games. That's right, because it's generally normally the only time I have off to play games. Granted, 2020 (laughs) has been a different experience because there's been something called the L word that we're not going to get into. But... I like to get festive, and it's not always with the games you think. I'm not talking about the Christmas games such as Home Alone, which is straight up, a, you know, you'd expect it to be a Christmas game. And this is where you two don't even know that was a game. Um, there's some other Christmas games, like, I think there's something called, like, Santa's Big Adventure. I don't mean them either. That sounds really creepy, to be honest, and I haven't played anything like that. But How is that creepy? Because I, I, you have to play it. If the animation of the elves freaks me out when I looked it up. Oh, the honest, actual game. Okay, yeah, I yeah, meant, yeah, like, yeah. The not, concept. not the concept of being Santa and delivering gift. It was the art style that the, I think it's, I think it's Santa. It's something like Santa's escape, Santa's something, and it's like it has the elves in it, but they're not like the Christmas like oh they look happy and make my toys. More like oh my god, demon elves, and it's like the game doesn't realise. But that's that's not what I'm here. That that would be in the weird section of this good, the bad, and the weird. But I'm gonna start with the good, right? So, do you two like Christmas themed games before I say it's good and get booed at? I've never played a Christmas themed game in my life. Well, I just mean content. I mean content, basically. So, for example, Dead Rising 4, the greatest Christmas game of all time. And I'm saying it because it is. And it's the only reason why it didn't get purged in the eBay purge of 2020 by me. So, have either of you played Dead Rising 4? Or do I need to fully explain why it's the greatest Christmas game of all time here? I think I've played a bit of it. I think. You know, you know what? Know. That confidence does not. I think I have. I might not have played the Christmas because it was. Well, wasn't it like the whole game is set at Christmas? Is it all set at Christmas? I did not realize it's all, that. It's also. I mean, <laughs> there's Christmas music playing in the menus. Oh, uh, in that case, no, I've not played it. Yeah. So Dead Rising Four, which you know, if you're listening, 
Where's my Dead Rising 5? I mean, the Dead Rising 4 slogans, uh, Squiggy, is let the sleigh ride begin. No? So basically, it's, you got to fight a lot of zombies in the mall, but there's like Christmas, a lot of Christmas decoration around, so beating a zombie up with a candy cane, Christmas themed stuff, but it has like a radio station and music when you're driving around in a car, still operating, fabulous festive tunes, Christmassy, snurry, puts you right in a good mood. Also, fun games just to kill zombies. I realise I sound like a bit like a sick person when I'm like, you know what's a great Christmas game? Where I get to massacre a lot of things in inventive and funny ways. But Considering yeah. the original Dead Rising has an achievement for it, I think you're in the clear. Cool, that's wicked. Because basically, every Christmas around, you will see me replay Dead Rising 4. Because I, I honestly, it's such a fun game, but it gets the Christmas spirit just right. Because it's tongue, I was saying just right, tongue in cheek, jolly Christmas music. What more than you want, okay? Yeah? You know what another great Christmas game is, guys, which is going on the good list? See? See what I did there? Or the nice list, if you would have it? Yeah? Yeah? Saints Row. That's right, guys. I'm waiting for some groans. Chuck. Right? How the Saints Save Christmas is DLC content for Saints Row 4, I believe. If it's free, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure it's 4. And basically, uh, have ever you watched the Futurama Christmas specials where Santa is a robot and a bit evil? Yes. Uh, no. So imagine oh, squiggy. that. squiggy. <laughs> Even I've done that. <laughs> squiggy. Um, basically, it's a similar storyline for the Saints, and that's how they save Christmas and win it all back. But it's over the top Christmas jokes, laughs, and if you know that Futurama, you know that episode makes you feel Christmassy because it's like a parody and fun. And yeah, Saints Row nails it. But that game series, I am a bit biased to. So they're like two ones I want to put on the good list. Um, and the other thing I'm going to put on the good list, which I realise now is just going to be being biased. But I did put Dead Rising Four on, and you never, you never hear me talk great things about Dead Rising until now. Um, the other thing I'm going to be on the good list is um. So, have you ever heard of a game franchise called Gears of War? <laughs> no? No, never. No, no. Sounds pretty rubbish, though. Oh. Well, I'm going to put this... This isn't exactly the same level of Christmassy, but the DLC content. I, but I do love the fact Gears of War does go all out with its Christmas jumpers for its locusts you can unlock. And not just... Hmm, and not just slapping a Christmas hat on stuff and saying they're Christmas characters, because we'll move on to that in a minute. But generally, full-on Christmas stuff, the gingerbread weapons that are pretty cool, the um, candy cane-themed weapon set they did one year. Just generally, then you're so playing... So slapping some skins on some weapons. Right, but they're not just lazy skins, Slazo. They're actually effort on. Because I'm going to give them a pass for this, because at least, you know, I don't think there's a way you can make Gears of War more Christmassy than what they do. They go all out. And also the Christmas modes where you have snowman heads and the snowball fighting. What was that this year? Anyone? No? Just me? I mean, I imagine, Laura, this year, as we're recording, they haven't put the Christmas stuff in the <laughs> so game. So it was, must have been the last year. There was a snowball fighting. Yes. Anyway, Gears of War, Christmas content, basically manages to get all the Christmas vibes and feel-goods and actually puts effort into it. This is where I'm going in the bad, because I like to feel Christmassy. I like my games to acknowledge the time of year, because I think that's a cool thing. I don't know if you appreciate that too, but you, you've even said about Falls Horizons earlier, about the season changing. It's nice when a game reflects the season that you're currently in. You know, get you in the right vibe, right? You know what's bad? Games that say they do Christmas stuff and all they do is put bloody Santa hats on things. And I do feel like I'm going to pick on one in particular, Lego Batman 3, what up? Because that was just lazy. Everyone had Santa hats on. I feel like there's loads of games like this and I can't be bothered to list them all. So generally, you probably have played a few yourselves. I want to say Call of Duty may have done a lazy attempt at Christmas one year. Squiggy. They've probably done something. Yeah, but I don't appreciate it just slap, slapping lazy skins, Lazo. I said it, lazy skins on stuff and calling it Christmas content because I just think it, you just get the commercial vibes of Christmas. It doesn't give you any festive spirit. And I think Bar and I look at Gears 5 you know and I, mean? I never think commercial vibes in that game. <laughs> <laughs> look, right? Let me have it. I've come to the research levels that they do. Merry freaking Christmas. I mean, there is that. I mean, there's other stuff that I'd say. This is where I'm going to go with the weird. Because obviously, I'm going to move on to weird and sum up. See, this is what I'm saying. So when you think of Christmas, do you generally just think, oh, snowy game? I mean, That's an open-ended yeah. question. See, I don't think snow necessarily gives me Christmas vibes. And I was looking at games that people class as Christmassy. And I come across the fact that people think Mafia 2 is Christmassy. And I do think there's Christmas music playing at the scene when it's snowing, like slightly in the background. But I generally think adding snow to games and classing them as Christmas content is a weird thing to do and I've noticed a lot of games when I look them up do that and I'm very concerned. I think technically someone was trying to argue that Forza was a Christmas game at points. Because so, it snowed. Yeah, because it snowed that one time. And I'm not 
it's not really the game's fault. This is more than people's taste, but that's just weird, man. And it's weird because then you're just letting people get off the hook with their Christmas content and seasonal content. And yeah, Laura just wanted to talk about Christmas week. Laura just wanted to big up Dead Rising 4, to be honest. She was really happy. And mentioned Gears and Saints Row. Yeah, but, I, but let the sleigh ride begin, Squiggy. Yeah, I mean, there's other Christmas stuff. I think um, the Batman games do stuff. Is it the Arkham series? The swing around? Um, isn't Origin set at Christmas? Yeah, I Origin? feel like the whole thing is set at Christmas. I was like, I feel like that does, but it's. That does it well to the point where it is the whole game, so it does it easier, like Dead Rose. But you know when um, it's there in the background, but it's subtle, but not enough, but it's enough that you're like, oh, it's Christmas, which I appreciate. And if you played it around Christmas, it's pretty cool vibes. You know what's a good Christmas game, Laura? Get drunk and be merry. Christmas, the game. Right, okay. Uh, I was going to say Spider-Man, Miles Morales, that game that I've definitely played as we're recording this podcast because (laughs) it came out weeks ago. How so is that a good Christmas Christmas. game? Because it's Christmas. Wow. You sound like um, that really lazy lazy people that I don't want. You know, it sounds like I've not played it from the way I'm describing it, but really, (laughs) it's a great Christmas experience. It's a fantastic Uh, Spider-Man game. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um, Batman Arkham Origins was set on Christmas Eve. And if I remember rightly, you can use some of the Christmas decorations to your advantage through it. But again, it, yeah. could be, it could be set. It's one of those games. It could be set at any time because it doesn't really matter. But it just adds yeah. a bit more to it. If you're playing it around Christmas, you really appreciate it and notice it. Hence, why Dead Rising Four. I yeah, didn't really I mean, it came. It, it came out in October. They went a little I mean, bit early. Squiggy, there. <laughs> do you know what another Christmas game is that you will have played? Uh... Metal Gear Two is oh, a yeah. Christmas game. Yeah, fantastic Christmas game. What was you your favorite part gonna... about Metal Gear Two, Squiggy? Uh, are we talking about Metal Gear Two, as in the, the MSF? Original, yeah, the as, as in Metal Gear Two, not Metal Gear Solid Two. Um, my favorite part is when he infiltrates uh, Zanzibar Land and destroys Metal Gear D. That's my favorite part. There you have it. There you go. I would say it's probably one of the best eight-bit games that's ever been made. So, do you guys not appreciate Christmas seasonal stuff tithing? Because I would have also pointed out that or I, I, I couldn't I... name you a Christmas game if I fucking tried. Like, there Could you, you go. Yeah, I actually couldn't, know. Like, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it told me Miles, a game I've not played yet, spoilers, <laughs> is Christmassy. I was like, there we go, there's my bit. I, I don't know, like, if, it's, if Christmas stuff's in games, cool, but I'm not going out of my way to buy Christmas-themed what about random Animal indie Crossing? things. What about it? Well, that does seasonal stuff, particularly Christmas. Cool. that not make you get good vibes? I, I mean, I'd expect it in a game like that. Mm. It'd be weird if it didn't. Yeah, mm. it's yeah. For me, I'm not. I couldn't That's tell like you anything. Say, oh, the weekend. Sims at Christmas. Yeah, it's like imagine if Sims didn't celebrate Christmas and they're just like, ah, oh, it's just a day. It's a day. I mean, they don't. Yeah. You have to buy the DLC pack. <laughs> wow. wow. Just Best. like gears. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's a free. <laughs> yeah, like I am not. I'm never bothered about themed events in games. Like I know I spoke probably three or four podcasts about, about the Halloween event in Call of Duty and that was really cool. That was really well done. But See, Christmas that's an entire ev- that's an entire like dedicated game mode where they've come up with a new experience and way to yeah. play. It's not just they set dressing. Yeah. Game mode. They had the snowball thing that I can't remember the name of. I feel like it may have just been called Snowball Fight. And how and does that really... fundamentally change the way Gears plays are? You don't have guns, you have snowballs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Fuck I you. feel like I feel like for Christmas stuff, it is just, oh, we'll, we'll add some snow, we'll put some Santa hats on people, yeah. and that's kind of, yeah. that's our festive the Santa take hat on things this annoy game. Me. It really does annoy me when games add just Santa hats, which, I mean, I, I think Halo did it. I, I feel like, I, I, like I said, there's loads of games. I just think it's like, either go all out with a little bit of crisp, like, try hard with an event, or like, decent skins before Slazo has a go, or don't bother. <laughs> that's all I wanted. Yeah, I... Yeah, I feel Christmas games are kind of... Well, not Christmas games, but Christmas-themed events are just kind of forced in a lot of games, and they're just there so people can say, look, we're getting with the times. We're still relevant to Christmas. Come play our game. Come have a snowball fight in Gears of War. Oh, boy! Fuck you. You're ruining Christmas for me. Just just come up with your own cool, fun events that aren't seasonal-dependent. That's more interesting to me when games do that. Well, Gears do that too. (laughs) And if they happen to come out at Christmas, even better. But yeah, no, I'm not. Again, I've not played any Christmas games. Like, I couldn't even tell you any of these Christmas games that are on this list. Home Alone. You never played played Home Alone the game? No. I played the video game before I ever saw the movie. I have never played 
Home Alone, the video game. You should play it. It's really fun. I mean, there's something on here that I've always played that's on this magical Christmas list. Had of a boyfriend. Had of a boyfriend. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Holiday edition. Is it holiday edition or holiday star? Holiday, holiday star. Holiday. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Nothing says Christmas like flirting with some pigeons. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And that's pretty much. I know. Uh, nice into dreams on the Sega Saturn was in there, but don't you come count me three again? Not something I've played. But yeah, for me, Chris. For me, Christmas. Like I don't care whether a game's a Christmas game or not. I just care more if it's a good game. To be perfectly honest. And same with like, like add on a DLC for Christmas again. As long as it's good and makes the game better or makes it more fun or something a bit new, I'll play it. If it's just here's some snow, here's some here's Master Chief wearing a Santa hat. I don't really. Yeah. Care. Um, out of interest, Dead Rising 4 should be, is potentially on Game Pass, or is it not? Um, it should be, I'd assume. Because I, I recommend, you've got a few days till Christmas, guys. I'm just thinking, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> just wow. saying, if you, if you really want to see if Christmas content is me, I just think that's the best example, because it's so good. I'll consider it. That's okay. all I'm doing, I'm going to consider it. Um, yeah. Has anyone got anything else I want to add to this good, bad, weird, Christmas-themed Good, bad, weird. I'm going to take that uh, silence as a golden. Christmas gachas. So, there you go. Thank you. So let's move on to our final topic. It's going to be a, a shortish one. Because it's Christmas, let's talk about some of our Christmas gaming memories. And I think for a lot, well, I know for me in particular, it's going to be Christmas. Oh, God, I don't even know how long ago it was. A long time ago was my first foray into games when I got a yellow Game Boy, the original one, which came with Super Mario Land and Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. It also came with a carry case. And I actually have a photo. I can't, obviously, you can't see it, but I actually have a photo <laughs> of the Game Boy and the carry cases. I found it on um, Google. Um, but that was my first ever games console. I remember back then I was not very good at platform games either because I didn't have a clue how to get through Mario. Um, and then from then, obviously, I got like Pokemon and everything and that. But that kind of started my gaming don't want to call it a journey but we'll go with journey that kind of started my gaming journey um yellow game boy mario and it had like the carry case and you could fit the two cartridges in the carry case with obviously the game boy itself and yeah it was it was a nice surprise i didn't even i didn't know what it was to be perfectly honest i was like what's this yellow console but no and that started my gaming my gaming life and there we go slazer do you want to hit us with yours because i think ours are quite similar uh yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the relevant tweet I did on it, but at the time. But um, yeah, I got Xmas Day 1999. I got myself a lovely Game Boy Color with a copy of Pokemon Red, something I'd been uh, nagging my mother to pick me up for a, a little bit after I'd read like a Pokemon comic, and was like, "Whoa, it's a video game." No idea what that is, but it sounds rad. So, yeah, I, I got one, and I distinctly remember loading it up for the first time, being excited to start on my new Pokemon adventure, just like Ash Ketchum. And I loaded up, I put my name in, I walked down the stairs, I spoke to my mum, in-game, and then was the like, great, great, no. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> and then uh, spent the next few minutes going, but now what do I do? Where do I go? What's happening? This game's broken. This is the worst to Christmas honest, ever. To be honest, I'm still the same now when I play Pokemon games, so that's fine. Okay, great. But uh, yeah, so I had a temper tantrum as I did when I was a young little brat. Uh, it was like, <laughs> this is terrible. This is abysmal. It's the worst Christmas ever. And it wasn't until I calmed down later on, played it a bit more in the afternoon, and was like, oh, there's this thing that looks like a doormat. Maybe if I press down on that. And lo and behold, I exited the first house. And so began my long, now over 20 year journey into gaming. Uh, I have many happy memories of Pokemon Red, but uh, that fun one of never figuring out how to get out of the first house. Uh, Still rings true. And also, from discussing with friends, I'm not the only one who made that mistake. So, uh, good times. I'm just trying to, it was when you said there that you got yours 20, well, 21 years ago now. I'm trying to remember when I got okay. mine. Well, you I had think. an original Game Boy, so yours would yeah. be further back. I think it was 19. I might, do you know what? I might have only been four when I got it. Damn. Because the, cause cause I the, was Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket came out in 1996, and I know that wasn't out when I had my Game Boy. 
So yeah, I might have been like four, maybe five at a push, probably four. Well, this also no. explains why, because you you had a Mega Drive in your home currently. Yeah, I had a Mega Drive. Whereas yeah. I came in the generation after that, so like the N64 time. Yeah. It's just weird thinking like that far back. I remember getting a Game Boy Color as well. I got. I remember going to Argos to get one. And I think I, I think I might have told the story on this podcast before that I had my original Game Boy with Pokemon playing it on the bus to the Metro Center where Argos was to get it. And then literally on the bus back, opening the Game Boy Color and swapping, I think, taking the batteries out of my Game Boy, putting them in the Game Boy Color, <laughs> putting Pokemon in the Game Boy Color, just carrying on playing it, and then putting, obviously, everything just back in the Argos bag to carry. Jesus yeah. Christ, that's... Those were the days. But, Laura, do you want to hit us with uh, some of your Christmas gaming memories? Oh, Christmas gaming memories. You'd think I'd have loads, because I did the segment, so no pressure. I mean, I'm trying to think of ones where I didn't have tantrum, which is great. I mean, I've just said one where I did, so you know. Yeah. Okay, there it. was one. I know the first one where I had a tantrum because I remember my parents got me the wrong wrestling game. <laughs> 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 they got me WWF Attitude and not WWF No Mercy. And WWF Attitude was okay, but compared to WWF No Mercy, it was hot garbage. Don't know why I knew this as a kid, but I was like, you got the wrong one. And they were like, and I went and got the next one for my birthday, which because my I'm birthday. Surprised. Like, that that was it wasn't because if you would have been like oh you got me a WCW game they're poop oh whoa 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 I love me some classic WCW games no, no, no. I'm not besmirching like the game quality I'm just saying oh. um, like if you were gonna have a yeah. tantrum over it's the wrong game I imagine you'd be like you got me the rival brand WCW <laughs> mayhem brilliant game yeah he's not wrong there and I mean I I also remember <laughs> I also remember them not getting they got some I don't remember what the game was which is really bugging me they were meant I was saying they meant to but I asked for Fallout 3 for Christmas to see what all this hoopla was about because you know Fallout 3 was quite a hoopla game and they didn't get me Fallout they got me something else that was weird and I was like grateful and good because obviously I was at an age where I was like you know not kicking and shitting my pants over tantrums. Not that I ever shat my pants. Why don't I use that as an example? It's weird. Um, but I don't know. They bought me something weird, and I had to go get. I went and got fallout out myself. But it was so weird because it does make you think that sometimes I remember that my parents just go into game and they get uh, absconded by sales assistants, and they were young and naive. <laughs> and I ended up with some games that I've got to be honest. I think some of the games I've ended up with over the years. Absolute mystery and absolutely down to game sales colleagues getting my parents at Christmas and really tricking them. Um, so that, that's Christmas memories because it's always been a pleasure to um, get some random game. I'm like, okay. I think they got me, um, what's the Mickey game, Squiggy? The one that I actually finished and you didn't. Um, Epic Mickey. Yeah, that I got Epic Mickey solely because my parents, my mother went in and they were like, oh, they should go and get, she likes Disney. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> when they told me, I was like, Cool, I could have ended up with a lot worse games. Jesus just saying, look, look, what I'm imagining here, though, is your parents have gone in to get the thing you wanted, and then they've been like, oh, you can pick this up. And, that, and they're like, yeah, that'd be a nice surprise. She won't be expecting that. Yeah. And now here you are on a podcast going, no shit. <laughs> Absolute hot garbage. No, most of the time, some of the times the surprises have turned out good. Like, I do like Epic Mickey. I mean, I ended up buying Epic Mickey too. I mean, but I do like... And these memories have been like, cool, this is a great game. This is the game I asked for. And then they're like, what is this? <laughs> like, okay. And then it's like, let's just stick to the list, guys. Buy me surpri- If you want to buy me surprises, buy me surprises in other categories. But when it comes to video games, let's stick to the list. Because <laughs> um, I think that's why I also ended up with International Soccer on GameCube, which I- <laughs> One of the ones, because wow. my dad was like, she likes football games. She likes playing against me on football games, which is sweet. And we did actually play this game a lot. And he will always tell you the famous story about how um, I gambled that I could beat him. And by the way, I beat him nine times out of ten. It's now ten times out of ten, but at the time, nine times out of ten, I gambled with him around Christmas to stay up for half my bedtime. And I lost 3-2 due to a late goal. And I think there was diving in the game. And I'm pretty sure he dived the absolute dick. <laughs> But um, I lost 3-2 <laughs> and I couldn't stay up. And he goes on about it. It's like, I swear it might be up there for his greatest accomplishments. But because of Christmas, I actually had that game. So I do thank the random game I... that clearly sold him to that game. Because honestly, it's his greatest accomplishment. And I, even though he was an absolute dick in that game, I do find it quite funny that's his greatest game of accomplishment. And I, I can I do find sort it so of relate to that because i don't think it was at christmas but one time i had like a family friend and like because i was a kid at the time like oh no you gotta play like mario kart against me you gotta play pokemon against me 
And uh, at one point, he beat me in a Pokemon battle, and he has never, ever let me forget that. <laughs> yeah, it's that. I That's stupidly used, like, an electric move against a ground type, and then he, by random chance, used the move that forces you to do the same thing over and over. So I was stuck in a loop of not being able to hurt him as he won the battle, and I just stood there going, this isn't right. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. Ah, good times. Yeah, I think... I think funny i think for me after after it had to be after the game boy uh obviously we're talking about a mega drive and i got a mega drive which came with um it was a mega drive too so it had like the red buttons on the front of it it was like the smaller one. Oh, okay i okay didn't know and the whereas whereas on the i think in america it might have just had gray buttons for like the stuff the on and the reset or whatever but in europe and japan it had red buttons um obviously it was smaller than the original um, Mega Drive, but it came with a six-in-one game cartridge, and it had Sonic One. Obviously, that's how I started playing Sonic. Streets of Rage. That's how I started playing Streets of Rage because I love it. Revenge of Shinobi. Never finished that game because I was pretty bad at it. Super Monaco Grand Prix. I can't remember playing that game either very well. Columns, which was obviously, I'm going to assume, was their Tetris. I'm going to guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I played that either. No, <laughs> and, then Se- and then Sega Soccer, but Sega Soccer was amazing. I was awful at it because I didn't know what I was doing back then. I still don't really know what I'm doing now, but I remember playing that and loving it. And then that's obviously how I got into I think we probably talked about it on the Sonic podcast, how I got into Sonic and probably how I got into more console gaming as well as obviously having the handheld console around, obviously, at that time as well. So, yeah, Christmas for me, it's like, it's gem- I think it's generally always games. Like, I might ask for a, a game that I... I really want. I remember getting Star Fox Adventures one Christmas yeah, baby. for the GameCube. Um, I also got a 007 Rogue Rogue Agent. I think it was. Oh yes, yeah, um, so I like that. The game's all right. Actually, I say it yeah, like- it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So like, I think for me, Christmas is a lot about getting getting like maybe one new game. Sometimes two, if I'm extremely lucky to get two. Um. But yeah. I'm depending on the year I've been spoiled and had games in my stocking <laughs> and then my main game down under the tree look at me I'm such a spoiled spoil only child as a ah oh, they were the days <laughs> now I'm not getting any games for Christmas because they've gone up in price and I've like told my parents like no you'll not go to game or get absconded <laughs> um, pretty, pretty much so like, these, these days I'm like these days because and I'm now you know approaching 30 and like actually have an income and everything so it's like no yeah. i'll like i but like we've gone from the times of like yeah buy me the console for christmas mom thanks mom you're the best to <laughs> jesus christ that's almost 500 quid yeah. i'm buying that that's so <laughs> yeah and then it's games. but then it's like can you buy me the console to now i don't want you to spend 60 pound on that game yeah, I'll find yeah. A, I'll find I'm, a literally, I'm doing like my christmas list for this uh, as we record i'm doing my christmas list for this year i'm like What's a like relatively cheap game I can ask that I haven't picked up at the time? She can buy. Pretty much, I've done the same with my parents because I've asked for stuff like um, Mafia: The Definitive Edition because I know it'd be down yeah. quite cheap at this point, and I've asked for like Star Wars Squadron, which started at twenty four, and I've also asked for like Little Hope, which I really, really want. So if, if you're listening, I now, always have Little Hope. Yeah, nice. Um, I would like that. Last <laughs> also like twenty four starting price, but um, yeah, there's stuff like that. I mean, aside from that, because. I, was, I just want to throw out there that I don't just have tantrums. And aside, they have bought me like the right games at times, like Assassin's Creed. I remember being so hyped for. I'm not going to go into the experience of playing the first Assassin's Creed, but I was very happy when they bought me Assassin's Creed. But also stuff like, you know, we say, you've said about getting consoles at Christmas. Yes. So they've never, obviously when I was younger, they bought me my consoles and I got them passed down for my cousin, I think some point, which is very cool. And I mean, he was just a spoiled brat. He didn't really care for them, but that's not the point. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, But no, I remember like um, whenever the Xbox One came out, obviously it had been out a year because I didn't want it on launch. I had it the year after and they bought me that because it was quite reasonable bundles and stuff. And that was like my main, main present. And yeah, look, I'm allowed that. But I do remember that I knew they got it because my mother can't use online shopping and the deals online were way better. So I had to order it. And sort it all out. <laughs> and then, but my dad's not allowed to know that I know what I'm getting because he likes the surprises and the reactions. So I Cause remember. Because he, he doesn't know what you're getting either. 
yeah he doesn't know what i'm getting either. <laughs> oh my god he really doesn't because he's like i remember pick-. he says things like i remember picking that out and it's like seen as i ordered that on amazon is what i'm thinking mentally I don't <laughs> oh, I've, did. I've had that yeah. too where i open yeah. a present from someone and they're like oh it's is that the thing you wanted and i'm like yes yes it is <laughs> yeah. I, I do i do remember my greatest performance is the to this day if he's listening to this podcast sorry spoiler but i obviously knew i was getting it and i it was basically the present that ended up being the last one under the tree because of how my mother had positioned it so it's like the big build up it makes it i mean it would be the first one you put under there because of how big it is yeah 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 well sometimes they don't do that because my dad's the one who puts the presents under but she did it that year because she was sick of his unorganized manner it was a whole <laughs> basically he's like dumps and puts him in bags and they're like oh it's not even this cha- it's chaos okay um he's like i want to go to bed honey and then he's just putting them it's not the point you don't need to know about this um, basically <laughs> so it was the last one and he's like oh i think this is a big one i mean it's a big box dude like Juju. and i opened it and i was like it's the xbox one so i did a big like oh i can't believe you did it it's so expensive i went really for i honestly i think i could have won the for this performance. yeah yeah <laughs> it was on the brink of that but like a little bit more restrained like a little class a little classy excitement and he was like oh my god she really likes it honey and all this stuff and i even had him talking to her going we really got a good you know when did we get that <laughs> i was like my god i should be an actress this is the greatest <laughs> christmas gift but um oh. yeah i don't know why but that's one of my best memories of getting gifts just for the sole reason he was so happy at my reaction that was not genuine i mean i was thrilled to get it but the surprise and shock was all fabricated but generally i was like i've made his day it's better than anything i bought him jesus <laughs> um but yeah i was also gonna say moving aside from just being presents and getting away from that commercial skill and all that crap um Playing games with Christmas. I don't know if you do this. I tend to play Mario Party with my um, family around Christmas. It's the time when they're actually willing to pick up a controller. So that's pretty cool. Uh, not that. so much Mario Party, but my mother's favourite game is uh, Super Monkey Ball 2. So we usually end up playing that a bit over the Christmas period. <laughs> I love how random that was as a game choice. I don't know why. Super Monkey it's Ball a very, 2. It's a very simple game that's easy because if you've played it, it's literally just roll ball to goal, control stick, move ball. There you go. So yeah, it's simple, but she really loves it. I mean, heck, I have the GameCube set up at home on the main downstairs telly at home, just so that if she ever feels like it, she can fire up Monkey Ball. So. I love the idea that while you're away, like while you're she away, does. she does from time to time. Just that is that. so fucking cool. Yeah. Very so cool. for so for me, um, like my dad loves Mario Kart, and he has since the N64 one. So obviously, probably not obviously back then, but when the Wii when the Wii came out. And it had like some of the like the downloadable virtual console stuff. I think we played it then. Um, but obviously with the Wii, we also played a lot of Wii Sports. So my parents got really into the bowling one. My dad got right. into the golf one because he loves golf. So like we kind of played a lot of that over Christmas. And even for like a few years, a few Christmases, we were playing that. Whereas I might have been wanting to play a different game. They were like, can we, can we play this? I'm like, oh, okay, then we'll play. We'll play. Obviously, I'd been practicing during, you know, during the other 11 months of the year. <laughs> so when I got to it, I was I was winning at everything because I'm not I'm not very good at bowling. My dad used to like playing bowling tournaments and everything, so he he is a good bowler. But uh, I'm rubbish. But I used to practice. I was practicing for the full the full year <laughs> in between the first time playing it and the second time. I was practicing pretty much at least twice a week, and I absolutely destroyed them the, the year after. And I don't think we've played a Christmas game since, actually. You know why? Because you were mean. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we'll think about bringing something back this year. We'll see. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't really know how to hold back. So you just go for the win. Yeah. yeah. On Honestly, the FIFA... Uh, I said about it in Ashford, but the FIFA games with my father throughout the years when I was younger, we even had a tally chart. And I think it got <laughs> to the point where I was 70 wins to his four. That was like... Near the- <laughs> heart oh, is glorious but he'll never let you forget those four that one that one time that one time when i could have stayed up past 10 and he's such a dick about it i beat him 8-1 on fifa 21 the other day 8-1 at half time it was 8-1 yeah and he was just going on about i'm not gonna let you get to 10 i got to 10 and he quit and walked away <laughs> i'm hoping he'll be playing on the ps five more in the coming year but i can't hold my breath because i don't think he likes losing <laughs> but you'd think he'd be used to it by now. <laughs> oh, wow, that that got a bit, uh, a bit, a bit nasty. If you're listening, Father, oh, you've already bought my Christmas presents. They're in the bag. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> 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 so, 
Slaves, have you got anything else to add before we wrap this up? Uh, not, not. I mean, I've got a couple of other notes, but nothing in top slores. I, I guess I just apologies to Muller for that year. You got me the Mario dancing game, and I played the shit out of the Mario dancing game <laughs> to the point where Mum was like, "You're banging on the floor so fucking loud to play that game. Stop." <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's the only time she's been like, "Stop." <laughs> Honestly, thought you were gonna be like, I got, she got you the Mario Dance game by mistake, and you weren't into it. Yeah, no, no, I, I really and... wanted to play it, but I live, I like my bedroom back home is upstairs. So when you're banging around, like properly getting into it, and she's trying to prepare the Christmas dinner, it's not the greatest thing to hear. Bang, 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 bang. and she's headache prone at times. So it's like, whoops. <laughs> okay, put that one away. <laughs> wow. So apologies to Slazel's mother for that. Thank one. you. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll wrap that up there. Um, this obviously wraps up episode number 18 of the Lagging Behind podcast. Remember, you can find us on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Squires. You can find Slazo at... Slazo King. And you can find Laura at... Laura Law. Are you going to spell it? L-A-U. Oh, L-A-U. And I'll put a Christmas hat on my avatar like a lazy game developer. What up? Oh, hey, lazy game developer. <laughs> and you can also find us... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's quickly end this. You can also find us on Twitter at Behind Lagging. Um, thank you for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas and a great new year. And we will see you in 2021. Goodbye. Yo, ho, ho.